0: This week's Parsha, Parsha There was once a famous samurai swordsman in the 16th century Named Miyamoto Musashi And he was like the Gadol Hador of swordsmanship at the time He fought 61 duels And he won all 61 And he wrote a sefer on, on samurai swordsmanship and philosophy Called The Book of Five Rings And in this book Musashi notes the difference between observing and perceiving. He explains that perceiving, the perceiving eye is weak, but the observing eye is strong. The observing eye sees things as they are, no interpretation, no exaggeration, just things as they are, while the perceiving eye brings the self, it brings the ego, the doubts, the worries, all of that baggage into the equation. In this week's Parsha, we see this idea expressed right off the bat. Paro is disturbed, he has disturbing dreams. All of his magicians and, and necromancers and all these people around him, his advisors, they, they aren't giving him satisfactory answers. So the Saramashkin approaches and he says, I know this guy Yosef, I met him in jail. So Paro summons Yosef from, from his jail cell. And he says, I, I, Yosef, I, I heard you're the dream guy, you know a thing or two about dreams. And Yosef's reply, Yosef says, it's not I, God will see to Paro's welfare. And these are really remarkable words if you think about the context. Why was Yosef in jail? He's in jail because Potiphar's wife said he did something terrible that he didn't even do. He did everything he can to follow in his father's footsteps in the path laid out to him by the Avos. He abstained from sin. He warded it off. And what was his grand reward? Prison. And let's not forget the context. Why is he even in Egypt in the first place? Because his brothers threw him into a pit and sold him into slavery. And what's his thought in this moment of complete solitude and despair? Hashem, God. God is in control. Who wouldn't be asking why me in this moment? That's, and, and that's completely understandable. But we have the capacity to say, hold up. Let me take a step back for a moment. Maybe this is what I need, whatever's happening to me right now. God is in the driver's seat. He knows what he's doing. He loves me. He acts purely out of love, out of chesed. This scenario, there, there's a light at the end of it. There's, this is going to contribute to my growth. Chazal and Bereshesh Rava makes an interesting connection Between the splitting of the Yamsuf and the Katonis Pasim. The striped coat that Yaakov gave to Yosef. And when Yaakov gave this coat to Yosef, this is what the Torah attributes to the Shvatim, to the brother's hatred of Yosef. Chazal splits the word Pasim, stripes, into Pas-Yam. Chazal explained that God split the sea into strips. Pas means like strips. And they, they're implying over here that somehow this moment of Yaakov giving Yosef the ketonist possum ultimately led to the splitting of the Yamsof. This was like the catalyst. This was like the first domino placed. What's the connection? After the splitting of the sea, Moshe and Chal Yisrael, they belted out the Shiras Yam, the song of the sea, which begins with the word Az Yashir Moshe. Why does the song begin with the word Az. Why then, as then Moshe sang? Why not just Moshe sang? As if to say now, Moshe is singing before, he wasn't in such a great state of mind, but now, as then, after Kriyas Yamsuf, he's singing. Why this language? Because, explains the Torah, Moshe used the word Az when he complained to Hashem a while back. May Az basi el paro. Ever since I came to paro, things have only gone worse, Hashem, for the Jews. So to make a Tikken... To rectify the usage of that word, he begins his glorification of Hashem and his oneness with that same word. Az. We perceive, we interpret. Why aren't things the way they're supposed to be? The way I believe they're supposed to be? Why, why, why? According to the Torah, even Moshe Rabbeinu at some point had some doubt. But then he had an aha moment at the Yamsuf. It all made sense to him. Everything came together. He understood why everything happened previously. While in the moment it didn't look great, but now I understand that it was ultimately for the best. It was for the best possible thing ever. It was for the ultimate expression of Hashem's love. Yaakov has it when Yosef returns to him. He says, "Shema Israel." Now he chapped. He understood that all the balagan that happened—it had to happen. Why? Because God loves us. He wanted to make sure we'd have provisions and food during the famine. He wanted to set the table for the ultimate display of Ava, Yitzchias Mitzrayim and the Yamsuf by making Yosef Viceroy in Egypt so that Yosef would be able to move his family there and that Klai will be able to spread and grow in Egypt and ultimately be taken out and saved and be proclaimed as Hashem's children, Hashem's people, special people. When the Torah first introduces us to Yosef, he was very much a dreamer. He was focused on the far off, on the distant, he was, as Miyamoto would describe, a, a perceiver. He now stood before Paro, an interpreter of dreams, focused on the external. How can I help you? Eloi kim yana es shalom Paro. God will see to Paro's well-being. Says the Ibn Ezra, the meaning of the word yana is that Hashem will always provide for your well-being. Yosef tells Paro, have bitachon. Hashem will take care of us. He's going to take care of you. And says the Orachayim, why did Yosef add, use the word shalom? So, so that if the interpretation isn't to Paro's liking, if Paro listens to Yosef's interpretation and, and, he, and he perceives something negative, if he uses his perception and it gets in the way, Yosef wanted to convey to him, don't worry, like God will take care of your well-being. There's a grand master plan. Don't fret. It's going to, even though my interpretation you don't like, it's going to work out for the best. And there are a few more days remaining of Hanukkah Says the kedushas Levi, when we light the candles, we need to understand what's happening in the Oilemos. The Malachim are celebrating, they're getting hype. Because here is this Pashat Yid displaying his menorah by the window, proclaiming to the world, Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. The whole idea of Hanukkah, says the Kedush Levi, is that Hashem loves us. He performed the nace of Hanukkah through the Chashmonaim. The Chashmonaim are Kohanim, and Alpi Kabbalah, the Kohanim, correspond to Chesed. Rabbeinu Bachia outlines in Chovos Levavos the two fundamental concepts of having bitachon. Number one, that Hashem rules the world, He's omnipotent. And number two, Hashem only does good, only through chesed. Hashem only acts through chesed. And on Hanukkah, we reveal the ore, we expose the light to the birshus harabim, to the entire world, to reveal that everything is a ace. You just have to observe, you have to think about it. Hashem makes the rules of teva. There's no difference for Him whether the oil lasts for one day or eight days or a thousand days. He performed this nace. For us, so that we can chop this idea. So we should be Zokha to always observe, to always be aware and in tune to the Ava that Hashem is bestowing on us every second. Take a step back, Zechay Yetziyah's Mitzrayim, to remember is a grand master plan. We all have our Yetziyah's Mitzrayim waiting for us in our lives. Wishing everybody an amazing Shabbos and a halakah, halakah, Hanukkah.